Hi there, and welcome to the Bitcoin Takeover podcast. I'm sitting here in Riga in the working space next to Dr. Maxim Orlovsky. And he's doctor doctor because he has two doctorates. And one is in actual medicine, right? Yes, correct. And what's the other one in? And the other one is the PhD in neuroscience. Impressive. Yet he is working on RGB, which is something that's built on top of the Lightning Network on Bitcoin. And it's something that can bring all the stable coins, all the rare pepes, all the what some people call shit coins on top of Lightning. Is Hopefully not. <laughs> yes, well, theoretically, it could, of course, people, if they want that. The mark, as Giacomo said, who is one of the ide- ideologists behind the RGB, the market asked for the scam, and so we are here to deliver. The market asked for the scam. Okay. <laughs> what does RGB stand for? Is it red, green, blue? Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. Yeah, it's, it's clearly the really good thing for Bitcoin. RGB, really good for Bitcoin. Nothing to do with the colors. Nothing. But I, I guess you can do an RGB logo for it and have neons. They're pretty fashionable today in computer parts. I, I was joking. Of course, it's about RGB. The original thing was about the colors. Colored coins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, later, people were asking what it's about, what RGB means. Like RGB, you don't know. You're in the computer world. You don't know what RGB means. Like our red, blue, uh, RG. Red, green. Green, blue. Yeah, yeah red, green, blue. And people know, well, what is it? Like, really good for Bitcoin. Yeah, that's how the meme begins. So you can think about RGB being really good for Bitcoin and not the colors as a kind of joke of, like, yes, obviously it's about the colors. How is RGB different from something like Counterparty or Omni? Hopefully it's absolutely different. Uh, but reality is that it's not. Uh, so, well, the whole idea, probably I would take this question as a chance of telling the story about the RGB, how it started. And the whole idea of RGB started with, uh, well, th- there were so- several th- sources. The The main route, which we all consider the main route, is the Peter Todd's uh, research on timestamps. And how actually, the, the blockchain is bad. Many people understood that quite quickly even before the blockchain was extracted from Bitcoin as a mem for everybody is starting doing blockchain to solve all the world's problems. For instance, you can, you can, for instance, treat cancer with blockchain. And of course, you can uh, explore external planets with blockchain. And also the blockchain is kind of, poverty. yeah, it's, 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 a, it's ultimate power. Save the children. Yeah, yeah, ultimate power. So Bitcoin was really bad for everybody. And if you extract blockchain from out of Bitcoin, it becomes like the source of the pure light that can like a philosophical stone that can treat to philosopher's stone yeah 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 can can treat people can like build a better future and everything so that's was the core concept those days make sure we are talking we are talking about 2014 up to 2016 this emergence of the idea of blockchain changing the world and at the same time peter taught his who is a great skeptic of of our times i would say and he was thinking that the blockchain is the source of the uh, i wouldn't say evil because i like evil uh it's a source of the all the bullshit 
literally what it is. And uh, he was looking into, because blockchain, in fact, in scientific way, it has a lot of problems. The main problem is scalability. The, the whole idea of blockchain that everybody does everything and that everybody does everything doesn't scale. Literally, you reduce the number of everybody or you reduce the number of everything. So otherwise, you will you wouldn't be able to run this, this system as Ethereum has shown successfully. And one of the main successes of Ethereum is actually showing this, that it's not the case that everybody can do everything. Um, you will just reduce the number of everybody's, which is what Ethereum does today, or previously they can try to reduce the number of everything that can be done with Ethereum. But anyway, uh, and Peter said that, like, forget about blockchain. The blockchain is just uh, the, the needed, uh, needed bad thing to doing good things. And uh, we have to reduce the use of blockchain as much as possible. And he invented this concept of client-side validation. And that's really great concept. Is it okay that I'm elaborating? Client-side validation, yeah. yes. Client-side validation, and the concept is very beautiful. He never formulated like that because Peter Todd is not just about being skeptical. He is also about being formulating everything in the least understandable way. And uh, he formulated that in mathematical mathematical terms, but like the attempts to understand what really Peter taught me and meant, he led the people like me and Giacomo and others to say that um, client-side validation is about that only parties involved in a certain contract have to validate that contract. And that's pretty simple. Like if we have an agreement of something like... I owe you a coffee this evening. Uh, why people around us has to validate that proof? That's bullshit. Like, it's a contract between us. I owe you a coffee. You have to trust me that I will fulfill my promise. Or you can say, oh, I don't trust you. Can you give me a steak? Like, give me a, a cast of coffee right now. And then I will use it to pay for the coffee, but in fact, it would be you buying me a coffee, which would be an escrow. No, not an escrow. It would be a staked contract or we can choose an escrow like i gave him five bucks because i trust him you trust him i gave him five bucks and uh he will pay for the coffee later when we will have it so that's a smart contract actually that's well it's not a smart contract. it's a contract because it's not yet smart uh and uh, we, neither of us are smart uh, anyway and uh <laughs> otherwise we wouldn't be born as humans and um <laughs> <laughs> and that is actually do not require a blockchain. We don't need the smart contract between us to be put on the blockchain. And Peter was the first who understood that actually. Uh, well, why Bitcoin is then on blockchain? Well, the, the reason is that money is the smart contract across all the people. And that's why you need actually blockchain. And blockchain is is really bad thing like very nasty but because we need it for common good let's let's use it as always like we always do the nasty things for the common good and uh, that was the case how bit how blockchain appeared in bitcoin uh, I, I deliberately do that in very like I'm joking. I'm 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 kind of putting the things that people believe to be the other way into the form that will shift the 
understanding of the core concepts in this kind of jokes. Of course, Bitcoin is very good thing, very advanced thing, and blockchain is in Bitcoin is quite useful. But I would like to start thinking that you to start thinking that in fact blockchain is not something that strengthens Bitcoin. Bitcoin need a blockchain to have its qualities, censorship resistance and uh, being a contract across all the people, across the economy. That's what money, monetary system is. And there was no better way than blockchain. But if there were a better way, of course, it's better to use the better way than the blockchain because the blockchain is really non-scalable, public, non-really... Uh, preserving privacy and it has a lot a lot a lot of drawbacks so peter Trott said like let's remove everything that we can remove out of blockchain and make things a little bit better so that's the concept of client-side validation so if we have a contract not involving all the parties let's have this contract only between the parties is lightning client-side validation that's another uh, like uh, lightning is a bit different but it follows the same line of thoughts so again, Peter, he contributed a lot uh, to the early development of the ideas behind the Lightning Network. And the idea is pretty much the same. However, I would say that uh, Lightning still relies on the uh, global consensus. While uh, with the client-side validation, you may even remove the whole concept of the global consensus, theoretically. So it's a, it's, it's a bit different. Lightning uses client-side data, not validation, because the validation fails back to the global consensus. Here in client-side validation, you have client-side data plus client-side validation, where you validate. The idea is not that we just keep the contract between ourselves, which is client-side data. The idea is that we validate the contract between ourselves. So if you see that I violated the contract, you don't need any other party for you to prove that I violated the contract. Like, if I didn't pay for your coffee, you don't need to tell the whole world about that unless you would like to have a PR. But basically, for you, the fact that I violated and haven't paid the coffee is your knowledge. You don't need blockchain for that. Unlike in Lightning Network, if I violated the channel between us, you have to appeal to the court or the blockchain, to the whole world, to the settle the violation of the contract. So Lightning Network is not exactly client-side validation. It's based on the similar ideas, but it's client-side data plus blockchain global consensus-side validation. That's good. After Mt. Gox collapsed, that was really the precipice of me saying, right, this has to change. We need a totally transparent exchanging system um, and base it on gold instead of fiat. Voltoro is the hard money exchange which helps you beat inflation with instant swaps between the best stores of value known to man, gold and Bitcoin. Unlike most exchanges, Voltsoro understands the importance of transparency and security. All gold holdings are secured in top-tier Swiss private vaults and fully insured against theft, fire and more. Maximize your purchasing power today by going to voltsoro.com slash bitcointakeover. 
This is not financial advice, but gold has been humankind's most reliable store of value in the last 6,000 years. Do your own research. Use promotion code TAKEOVER for a one-time bonus of one gram of gold for the first 50 new customers buying gold with Bitcoin. Are you concerned that your friends, neighbors or KYC exchange might know how much Bitcoin you own? It is time to take your financial privacy seriously with Wasabi Wallets, a free and open source wallet solution which makes use of mega coin joins to mix your coins with those of hundreds of other strangers. Thanks to the groundbreaking Wabi Sabi engine, your coins get divided in smaller untraceable units which grant you great anonymity for both huddling and spending. Download Wasabi Wallet 2.0 today at wasabiwallet.io and take advantage of the mega coin joins. It's free and it's open source, so don't trust Verify. What are you going to wear when Bitcoin hits $1 million? The same old $20 t-shirt? Try Maison Machi, the designer clothes made in Paris by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. They're not your average mass-produced sweatshop clothes. Machi will ask for your measurements and tailor every piece of clothing according to the shape of your body so you always look and feel great in your t-shirt, hoodie or dress. It's all made in France by real artisans who also happen to be Bitcoiners. Which is why Maison Machi only accepts Bitcoin as payment for their clothes. Get a Maison Machi t-shirt or hoodie today, it might even help you find a girlfriend. And once you do get a girlfriend, you can also buy her a Maison Machi dress. Stop having fun looking poor and check out MaisonMachi.com That's M-A-I-S-O-N-M-A-A-C-H-I.com But once again, what is RGB? And RGB is that basically Giacomo Zucco, he saw all these Ethereum guys making shit a lot ton of money on the Ethereum. He saw that like, I'm Bitcoin Maxi, I have to do some money. So I need to invent a way how I can bring the shit coins and ICOs to Bitcoin while at the same time criticizing it. And that's how RGB appeared. <laughs> Sorry, of course, I'm joking. <laughs> so and the, the, the reality was a, a little bit different. So... Uh, there is a clear demand. Uh, the market gave a clear demand for, uh, for one one may say for a scam, but the, the, the reality that the market has demand for financial contracts. So that's my take on what Jack. So it was a Peter Todd as a primary father of the idea, and then Giacomo Zucca came and shaped it into a product type protocols thing. 
and uh, they did a prototype in 2016 and the idea was at that days that we will make a colored coins on lightning so peter taught with the client side validation jacka mazuko who actually is very good a business analyst and everything like that he was constantly asked how we can do proper coins on bitcoin proper tokens on bitcoin and he said like okay if you need it that's the way to do it so he invented this concept of rgb which is a colored coins that's why rgb as a colors but on the lightning how to do it properly uh, of course, nobody will care and will do a scam using that technology. He understood that, but at least he can describe how to do it properly. And they did a prototype, and in 2019, uh, I discovered, like, we knew Giacomo for, for some time, but I needed a smart contracting system that can scale. So I decided to join that project and the funny idea why I need the smart contracting system that could scale is because of my medical background and my medical background was always combined with interdimensional technology. So I was looking into artificial intelligence and my idea. I was also very excited with Bitcoin. They, I was trying to extract blockchain out of Bitcoin. So I came to Bitcoin in 2013 and we did a Ukrainian uh, Bitcoin foundation those days working with the government and saying that yes bitcoin is cool but let's extract bitcoin blockchain from bitcoin and do some governmental registries and the, the rest of bullshit which is much worse than icos and uh, shit coins uh, but i was really believing into that and eventually i came to the understanding that the real value proposition is censorship resistance and soon we will be all doomed because all the computation is monopolized by large cloud company companies like amazon and google and uh, ibm uh, microsoft so they will be censored eventually they will be censored and we need not just bitcoin as money but we need a distributed computational system that can run run very high load computing like machine learning and because i was very interested in artificial intelligence i thought those days it was 2017 let's put machine learning on blockchain that's a pretty cool idea and i even thought of doing an ico on that uh the, I was stupid. I was really thinking about implementing the technology with the four funds I will rise from ICO. And uh, at the end of the day, I met Giacomo, and he explained me why this is a bullshit of doing ICO and raising the funds. You can just, like he said, like you can raise like 10 millions, and that's all, like maybe 50 millions, and that's all. You need billions, so let's do something larger. I'm joking, he didn't say that. Uh, but it was the way I was getting it. And I understood that, yes, you can, you, you can do something that wouldn't work once, and then you will struggle to do something more large scale. And I have very, very large ambitions on that. So uh, those days I was doing the machine learning on top of Ethereum. I was serious about that. We did the protocol. It was called Prometheus. And it's still called Prometheus. So on Ethereum it didn't scale. You can serve like two or three clients. And I understood that censorship resistance, first of all, is not about Ethereum. And the second, you can't do something scalable on Ethereum. So I started looking for different things and I found this RGB concept of Giacomo. And Giacomo said, it's just about color coins on Lightning. Like we can put coins on Lightning. But I wasn't interested about the tokens on Lightning because he already RGB peeled me about the stuff that you can't do an ICO. Like 
that's a bullshit dice or is a bullshit. So you have to do something larger. And said, why do you need to bring this coming tokens to Lightning? Let's do a full smart contract so you now you can fool people not just into doing an ICO but into doing a DeFi on Lightning. That's much more interesting. You can raise much more money. You can, can do a larger scam. So we decided to make scam scalable. So that's the RGB and bringing the ability of smart contracts to Lightning is about scaling the scam. M m much larger than you can imagine with uh, Ethereum. <laughs> Sorry of being constantly no, mixing the serious stuff with the, with the jokes. Pill, and I was thinking, <laughs> what do you get when you combine red and green and blue? I think you get a shade of blue. So you got blue build. Yeah, something like that. Yes, yes. How how to use the humanities race to the starts. Uh, and if the humanity is full, just take all the money and use them to build the ships. Uh, anyway, uh, coming back to the serious matters. So uh, I thought that it is possible to do the smart contracts with uh, RGB, with this concept of client-side validation. I didn't know how this is exactly possible, but I, I had these feelings. And I didn't have a technology that allows you to do the scalable computing on top of Bitcoin and Lightning, which is the only way of doing it censorship-resistant. So you have a censorship-resistant system, but you don't have a scalability when you need a Turing completeness. And that's why I said, like, let's do the RGB. Let's put my like time and uh, everything that I have uh, into trying to br convert RGB into a smart contract system, not just coins on Lightning, which is which is not interesting at all. So in 2019, we we reshaped it together with Giacomo into what we call LNPBP standards foundation. We uh, claim that we are not doing just RGB. We are doing an ecosystem of layer two and layer three technologies on top of uh, what exists today, on top of B Bitcoin as it is, on top of Lightning, maybe modifying Lightning, but not requiring any soft forks from Bitcoin. Like we take it as a granted what it is there. And we try to do as much as possible complexity in layers above, layer two, layer three, and designing those layers up to the running the full-fledged computational system, storage, decentralized storage, and everything, without introducing tokens when it is not needed, and, uh, and the fact that it is always not needed, literally always. Uh, so, uh, and in 2019, probably I already have the authority to say that the RGB was transformed. And of course, like this idea had a very strong opposition from the from many in Bitcoin sphere, including Giacomo himself. He he admits that because the, the only thing they need is just uh, bringing uh, tokens, some tokens like stable coins, into Bitcoin. Uh, to solve certain temporary needs, and at least not doing that with a counterparty, but at least doing that over the lightning in some scalable and reasonable way. While I wasn't interested in that, and uh, for the first year we have a very good funding. Uh, well, we had a very good funders which provided the funding, uh, just like no, no, nothing to the scale of ICO, but still funding to this open source initiative of non-profit LNPBP Standards Association. And then, uh, but like the, 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 the initial concept was that I'm 
I, I'm taking over the development of the thing and I'm doing it the way that I un, I see a future and the future is smart contracting on Bitcoin. And in one year we came to the crisis where like I was continuing doing it as a smart contracting thing, but nobody actually needed that. So we switched to a different model where I was finding it from my pocket for another year and so and then we got another guys from bitcoin ecosystem called hoja foundation who provided the funds to they they recognized the need of smart contracting and they provided the funds for another year such that we ran to the position where we are today and that's a position is a shift of the original concept of bringing colored coin to the lightning to the concept of bringing full-fledged smart contracting to the lightning and it's not only about rgb which is a client-side validation but it also a combination of rgb with a data storage and propagation layer on top of lightning network which we call a storm and the upgraded lightning network itself supporting taproot multi-peer channels and everything that snore signal uh, pay to pay to elliptic curve point PTLCs and everything of that sort, which we call the Bifrost. So taking this together, you finally can do everything that you can do with Ethereum, and even more in a scalable way on top of Lightning, on top of Bitcoin, without introducing a new token. So that's what RGB today is about. So I know that Lightning Labs introduced Taro, yeah, which I heard <laughs> is very similar with RGB. <laughs> and Taro seems to have more funding or something. It seems to have better. Yeah, it's it's, it's a bit a, a other I, way. I need to ask you yeah. what's. I don't want to know too much, you know, of the background stuff. But technically, how are they different, RGB and Taro? Well, the internal name for the Taro was CMYK, SMIC, the different color scheme, and it says more than anything that I can say it. So internally, the Lightning Labs named, it's can see in the public document, the Taro protocol as SMIC protocol. And we've been in talk for more than a year. They showed interest to RGB. They were really looking into putting it at L&D until they just eventually disappeared. They came with this SMIC protocol, renaming it last moment to the Taro and raising 60 millions for that. Uh, well, I haven't seen no code. We released the protocol with a reference implementation and zones already. So I think that says everything. This is the full answer to your question. They, they raised 60 or 70 whatever million funds on, on the idea that we had, not citing, not referencing to Giacomo, to Peter Todd's work they used, not saying about my, my, my stuff, and uh, raised millions on that, called it Taro, and now trying to do something, but still not having a, a single line of code. Pretty normal to lightning laps, I would say. <laughs> That's so mean. Even though I, I think Peter Todd likes lightning labs because they did L&D and he runs that, but that's a different product. I wouldn't say that he likes lightning labs. The fact that he's using their software is not express of his emotions regarding them. Okay. So what's going on? Why doesn't it get any traction right now? What doesn't RGB? get RGB? Does it need to have a good user interface or what do you think it needs to replace counterparty to replace ERC20 tokens to get I, that I have no idea adoption. like I literally is not interested in that because uh, like are you satisfied with the interface of TCPAP like it's really very very like user 
interface rich user experience nice thing when you specify the ap router dns servers in the ipv6 addresses like do you satisfied with that when the last time you did that what i mean is that the protocol level or something the protocol level is not a buying about the user interface user experience or anything like that it's about scalability privacy censorship resistance and not about user interface and i'm not any moment worried about the adoption uh, rate users using it and everything like that because like i was doing this system for myself that's why i put my money into this as well oh actually my money at the end of the day and uh, i just need a censorship resistant system where i can express more complex more complex thing than just a Bitcoin as a money. Because I'm not satisfied with just having Bitcoin as a money. I need contracts. I need contracts. I need shares of the companies. I need loans. I need bots. I need investments. I need future contracts. I need options. And you can't do that with just Bitcoin as well as you can't, you will, even at the time, so the gold standard, you was not able to do the same thing with the gold. If you have a merchant, if you have a guy who do the bread and he needs um, uh, corn or well, wheat, no, 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 not wheat, uh, wheat. Uh, he also needs wheat, wheat probably. With, with yeah, that, that, that thing. Yeah, and uh, if he sell the bread today, he need to be sure that he would be able to buy this wheat tomorrow at the price that contains his margin, and that's how future contracts appeared. Can you do that with the gold? We can try. No, you need a contract additional to gold. Bound to the gold, but it's a contract. It's a financial contract. It's, a, it's called futures. And in the same way, you can't do that with the Bitcoin. And if you are going to run the economy, the circular economy, whatever the name is given by the community to this thing, you wouldn't be able to do that without the smart contracts. And today, there are no smart contracts capable of doing such things on Bitcoin. Not saying about Lightning. And this is the only way of doing the smart contracts is the stuff that we did with RGB as of today. If Taro will do that, but even the, the claim that they have, they actually doing some Taro assets, like not smart contracting, like something. But at least they are probably doing what, what they have already understood and learned from us. So uh, that's okay, probably. And, uh, but it, it, it is not the solution to the problem I'm talking about. And uh, that's basically why I did this RGB smart contracts. And as like we have a great panel on this conference, Riga Hanebeger, the last one where we had Giacomo, Peter, Dodd, and uh, others. You mean this year or the previous edition? No, no, this year. This year, where they discussed unpopular opinions about Bitcoin. And what I like is that Giacomo was said exactly what I mean here is that. The whole question about tail emission or total supply or fees or block subsidiary of all this question, the only thing that is important, is there a market demand for censorship-resistant solution? Not just money. Censorship-resistant solutions. If there is, the block Bitcoin block space will be used and paid for. If there is no, we can't do anything about it. And it's done. Like, the world will never be a world of sovereign individuals or anything like that. There is no demand for that. 
you have no demand for paying for your sovereignty, you no, have no demand for paying for your freedom, and that's why you wouldn't have a sovereignty and freedom. Well, not yet. Well, then the ancestors will have to invent something new, probably, and fight for that with their blood to get that freedom and get that censorship resistance. But for Bitcoin, it's done. Not for Bitcoin. For all the people who trusted into Bitcoin, it's done. The same applies for RGB. If there is no demand for censorship resistance, neither censorship-resistant money will be in demand, nor censorship-resistant smart contracts or contracts or financial contracts will be in demand. And it's all done. So I don't need to, to build an adoption of something that is not required. Either people do need it, and there is no other way of doing that, like Bitcoin or RGB, or they would like to speculate, then Ethereum is the perfect example, and then eventually there will be a guy with a gun coming to them and saying that, like, that's all, and they, okay, oh yeah, of course it's a governance, like, on-chain governance projected into a physical world, we are fine with that, and th that's all of the story. So I have to ask you, is there documentation about how to use RGB and issue assets on it, or is it ready to be used by users? No, it's not ready to be used by users. We released the protocol and the reference implementation this July. After three years of, of development, uh, the final stage of development. And uh, from now on, we are starting building tools for the users to use it. So the protocol is finalized. But uh, as about protocols, you can think about it as a Bitcoin core, even without the vaulted user ex interface. So it's nothing that can be used by the end users. So the next layer is to build the user ability to use that. And we will try to do that in the way that will promote the proper usage and reduce the increase the threshold, which is required to issue an ICO on, on this. What is the best way to follow the development and figure out when this is ready to be used by the average token creators? Well, the best way is to go into GitHub, read the code, uh, submit issues, PRs, uh, get into reviews and all that stuff, but I assume it's not working for everyone. So probably the Telegram group we have, which is called RGB something, and uh, YouTube channel. We have a developers calls each two weeks. We had them unless uh, until the August, where just we have a small break and then these conferences happen. So you can join the developers calls, which are announced on Telegram, and then they are recorded on YouTube. And there is a plenty of YouTube videos explaining all the aspects of RGB, which can be also watched. We will work on the documentation and more user-facing stuff uh, this autumn, or if we will get some funding, because we all run out of costs, and we are actually looking for the funding, and this is thing that is not an investment, it wouldn't pay for itself, it would like just uh, support the further advancement of RGB, but will have no other return to the people who gave money, other than the satisfaction that they contributed to Bitcoin being developed. And uh, we we have a, like yesterday I thought about having this as a joke, but it's not joke. It's it's a sad reality. Like I would like to use RGB to the first asset I would like to do on the RGB would be a fungible collectible. Like let's do these two bullshits like tokens and NFTs together, and do something intermixed. Like. Uh, everybody who contributed financially to doing RGB, they get this financial collectible. It says that your funds will be never returned back. Yeah. 
So it's collectible. It's not an investment. Uh, but you can fungible. It is fungible across those donors. So I, for instance, contributed $100 or $100,000. And now I'm in need. I don't have money. I can sell half of that for the nominal price to another guy. And he now can say that he contributed to the development, but much, much later, but still contributed. So that's probably one of the uh, last things we will do if we would have any funds to complete this story. We will just to do this uh, as a jokingly scam, like you can invest without guarant uh, with a guaranteed non-return on investments into NFT, which is not NFT, but an an ICO, which is not an ICO. Like, like the the, the actual, frankly speaking, the situation is really. Um, no, no, not happy because literally to complete what we did, the technological level is completed. We need some interest from Bitcoin community and industry supporting this, while it shows no interest at all. Well, after this podcast, maybe some VCs are listening and they're gonna be like, client-side validation. This sounds good. It scales. It's fast. It's inexpensive to transact. It scales all the scams. Like it's really good. <laughs> okay, Maxim, thank you very much for yeah. this interview. I look forward yeah. to seeing the future of RGB. Thank you very and much for inviting me. And rare pepes on it. <laughs> thank you. That would be the second asset we will do. After Mount Gox collapsed, that was really the precipice of me saying, right, this has to change. We need a totally transparent exchanging system um, and base it on gold instead of fiat. Voltoro is the hard money exchange which helps you beat inflation with instant swaps between the best stores of value known to man, gold and Bitcoin. Unlike most exchanges, Voltoro understands the importance of transparency and security. All gold holdings are secured in top-tier Swiss private vaults and fully insured against theft, fire and more. Maximize your purchasing power today by going to voltoro.com slash Bitcoin Takeover. This is not financial advice, but gold has been humankind's most reliable store of value in the last 6,000 years. Do your own research. Use promotion code TAKEOVER for a one-time bonus of one gram of gold for the first 50 new customers buying gold with Bitcoin. Are you concerned that your friends, neighbors or KYC exchange might know how much Bitcoin you own? It is time to take your financial privacy seriously with Wasabi Wallets, a free and open source wallet solution which makes use of mega coin joins to mix your coins with those of hundreds of other strangers. Thanks to the groundbreaking Wabi Sabi engine, your coins get divided in smaller untraceable units which grant you great anonymity for both huddling and spending. Download Wasabi Wallet 2.0 today at wasabiwallet.io and take advantage of the mega coin joins. It's free and it's open source, so don't trust Verify.
What are you going to wear when Bitcoin hits $1 million? The same old $20 t-shirt? Try Maison Machi, the designer clothes made in Paris by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. They're not your average mass-produced sweatshop clothes. Machi will ask for your measurements and tailor every piece of clothing according to the shape of your body. So you always look and feel great in your t-shirt, hoodie or dress. It's all made in France by real artisans who also happen to be Bitcoiners. Which is why Maison Machi only accepts Bitcoin as payment for their clothes. Get a Maison Machi t-shirt or hoodie today, it might even help you find a girlfriend. And once you do get a girlfriend, you can also buy her a Maison Machi dress. Stop having fun looking poor and check out MaisonMachi.com. That's M-A-I-S-O-N-M-A-C-H-I.com.